Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. sound full of myself or rude but you ain't listening to no other dudes because you love me ladies and gentlemen welcome to the football ramble it's good to have you here the best part of your week has arrived methinks not um <laughs> let's meet the ramblers my name's marcus Nichols, and we've got pete hello marcus luke all right and jim Hello. Bloody good to have you here, boys. Mm, it's good, good to, to be, be here. here. Oh, all oh, as no. one. In it together. Yeah. Got nothing better to do. In it together. Look, look at my jumper market. Oh, I like that. It rides all the way up. Rides to, all the uh, way up. I put it on a hot wash. Yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> wore it, oh, wore still it wore it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Uh, oh, hang on. David Cameron stepped in. Uh-oh, what, yeah. the room? Yeah. Right <laughs> well, you'd certainly know about that, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, he plans Big to change. Villa fan. Massive Aston Villa fan. Yeah. <laughs> Loves his football. Isn't it... <laughs> Prince William of Villa fan. Yeah, and yeah, Tom yeah, Hanks as well. All of them. All, mm. of, all the yeah. royals. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he plans to change the law to allow pubs to open later for fans to watch England's late kickoffs in the World Cup. Oh, what a good bloke. Yeah. Uh, yeah we can I all agree he's got the best interests yeah. of the country at heart. What mm-hmm. a lovely man. Is there an election coming? Wasn't yeah. there? <laughs> I heard that. Wasn't he going to reduce the amount of hours that were going to be open? Well, they're at the other end, so yeah, they open at two, uh, maybe. This <laughs> <laughs> is a slide. I had the complete opposite story. Never mind. No, I, th- I think uh, to, I don't want to get too. Obviously, don't, no one wants to get too deep into the politics of it. Yes, mm. but I think the Home Office initially rejected the idea. They did, and right? David Cameron that seized the, the opportunity. Hot, the hot potato of yeah. politics was thrown <laughs> over to David Cameron, and he's uh, and he ignored it and talked up. about this. Oh no, I forgot. I'm a Villa fan. Yes, I will definitely do it. <laughs> <laughs> James Milner still plays for them, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, Rob, well, if you could change or implement a law in England during the World Cup what would it be Jim first mixing wow. it up um, not just for the World Cup I think this is something that should, should be across the board as a new law but the World Cup you know people are going to be out and about it's going to be yeah. the summer it's going to be busy right I think if you're if you get on a train right and it's busy and someone's sat in the aisle seat mm. and they've left the window seat free mm. that becomes a crime and if you're convicted of that, you have to live in the sea. <laughs> yeah? Well, it's so it, annoying. Well, it, it's submerged by water, it can be on well, a... if you need that much room, then you can have the ocean, it's bigger. But what happens if they volunteer to move across when you... Um, a £1,000 fine and a letter. <laughs> OK. <laughs> well, I'm just saying they are very absorbent. Much more progressive, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Was this on all trains? Absorbent. This is on mm. all trains, did you say? Uh, yeah, on all trains. Yeah, yeah. Oh, OK. okay. I Good. mean, if, if there's, you know, if there's seats elsewhere, fair enough. Yeah. But, you know, otherwise, just stop being so selfish. Yeah. If, if anyone's listening from overseas, trains are a big deal in England. Mm. <laughs> um, so that is a very, very relevant thing. Yeah. Um, An Englishman's home is his train. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the saying. Mm. Yeah, we all had a train Day set. saying. Mm. Uh, Luke. Yeah, I've gone um, down a slightly different route. <laughs> um, what, what sort of band, in terms of musical artists, do you think of when you think of summer? 
Um, ocean Colour Scene. Incorrect. <laughs> Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff. And we are going to stay here <laughs> until it's done. The Beach Boys. Uh, correct. The Beach Boys is the correct answer, Jim. Well done. Oh, right. Jim, we could have had loads more right. fun with that. We now, could have, sorry. <laughs> one of the things that has infiltrated football in this country... Shaka Demas implies. No, you've got it right with Beach Boys. Leave it there. Dodgy. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, one, of the th- one of the things that's infiltrated football games around the country, Pit far ball. too much in my opinion... <laughs> Not a band. ...is the songs that go to the tune of Sloop John B. Yeah, A traditional folk song made famous by the Beach Boys. Yeah. They've just got lazy now. Every single football chant... <laughs> goes to the theme tune of Sloop John B. Which is, right. for those who don't know... I want to go home, I want to no, go yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. That one, right? It's, an, it's got too much. It's enough. It can't happen anymore. It needs to be outlawed. It needs to be made a crime. Mm. And the moment any set of fans sing it in a mm. pub or a stadium or anything, they should be immediately banned mm. with one of those home office banning orders. Yeah. And they can never watch any football ever again. Yeah. I think it's the only way to nip it in the bud. <laughs> in fact, they can't nip it in the bud because it's gone on too long. <laughs> it's the only way to cut the head off the about- beast. <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking at it like retroactive action now. They're not even no, retrospective action. I think we draw a line. We say, we say, look, fill your boots for now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's gone too far already. But when that World Cup starts, as soon as the yeah. first ball is kicked, as soon as Pitbull starts his opening yeah. chorus. I love football songs. I think they can, the best can be brilliant, witty, very incisive, yeah. excellent. Mm. Up your game. Just up <laughs> your game. Yeah. And if you stop, just a thousand pound fine. Has that? No, I, w- I want to be more restrictive than that. You're not allowed to look at anything circular. I think, but the campaign, <laughs> the campaign would be called "Up Your Game." Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay, or yeah. Shut up your game. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's an excellent one. Thanks, yeah. uh, Pete. If, if a little draconian. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Coming from making train people man. live in the sea. <laughs> train man. Come <laughs> on, go on. Makes you sound like it makes us sound like an idiot savant. <laughs> you know everything about trains. <laughs> but it's better than seaman, which yeah. is also an option. Yeah. Hey, yeah. uh, trident. Go on then. Uh, if I could uh, change or implement a law in England, uh, it would be the reintroduction of the Corn Laws, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the Chartists. Yeah, I think that's fair. Fuck Robert Peel's uh, sliding scale. Careful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Forget it. Yeah, I like that. I just just I let all the corn in. Let all the corn in. Don't all care. I mean, cheaper just, prices for all. Uh-huh. Just the importation act, eighteen fifteen in general. Yeah, for me. just just out. I mean, if you're going to be specific, out. then the corn's free yes. trade. Paper, Speed free Google. Trade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there a hidden agenda here? No, 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 no. no. Never a hidden agenda on no. the forum. The Peterloo massacre changed a lot in my life. I know uh-huh. that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a. Str- I mean, that is an actual. He's talking proper laws here, people. Yeah. Mm. He's brought out the legal card. Yeah. As always. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I would go for uh, during the World Cup if anybody is wearing an England shirt or any any team's shirt who, who are playing at the World Cup, then you are allowed to uh, approach them and demand that they sing Pitbull's World Cup song in its entirety. <laughs> yeah. um, what if they don't do it? £1,000 fine. <laughs> and, live in, and, and live in the sea. It's the answer to everything. <laughs> I don't know why successive governments haven't thought about this. Get, get in the sea. Yeah. David Cameron, if you're listening and you want any more tips on how to run the country, let yeah. us know. Yeah, that's what I do. So every football fan will have to uh, um, learn the song. Yeah, and uh, and you could you could always he'll do a Spanish version and Spanish version as well. I mean, I presume if you're being hard. Has this song been released? I presume I presume it's terrible. No, but he's obviously doing the. Yeah, World no, Cup but has song. he released it? Or I don't. Think I won't be out yet. No. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. 
So, um, I, I think that's a good four to choose from. I, what, I, what I like about this is, like, David Cameron's going, I've already knocked off the Sikhs this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've extend- gonna, I can't just upset everyone and say everyone's got to live in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's listening. Because, and this is a bit of a, a shot in the dark, but at a stretch... I don't think he really likes football. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say because Villa aren't getting a mention this no. week. No, are they not? Oh, well, no. Don't say that. I always, the fans will turn off now. I always send him the running order. Yeah, OK. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon they should, they should uh, re- rename his favourite club to the Ballingdon Club. Yeah, I like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If he likes football so much, you should <laughs> yeah. do that, David. Yeah. Hey? Oh. Uh, Luke's got the points. <laughs> Thank you very much. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I was about to oh. make a gag that I'm pointless like Newcastle. Oh, yeah. I'm Newcastle from relegation, well. so yeah. I'm pointful like Sunderland. Good. <laughs> right, are we ready to um, to move on? Um, I I'm, think we have been for some time. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately. Should we just give this up? I put the faders down. <laughs> we just go our separate ways. I can't go we on. We should longer. probably take the word football out of the title this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Law ramble. <laughs> well, then, um, Premier League, uh, it happened. Uh, Man Manchester City <laughs> zero, Chelsea one. A wonderful game of football that I mm. really, really enjoyed, and I bloody well predicted that would happen. Did you? Yeah, I predicted one. Now check my Twitter feed if you don't believe me. Um, I so, believe you. So up all of yours. Mm. And uh, this, matter of, this shows a matter of public record. I know you didn't. You tweet all of the different kind of uh, scores. scores and they just deleted them. them. No, I didn't do that, Peter. <laughs> he stopped doing that. But that's a good idea for next. Time. <laughs> um, Jose Mourinho was giving it the big one all week about mm. City. I love I, Mourinho's coming to his own. He's been a little bit. Funny this season, he's not quite, uh, uh, I don't know, got his feet under the desk at Chelsea as much as we thought he would straight away, considering that he's come home, Marini home, I remember. <laughs> um, but he he has been giving it the big one. And what I loved as well is he was saying, you know, City are title favourites, they've got wonderful credentials and they've blah, 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 blah. Yeah, not done that great in Europe. But, I mean, still great side, great side. <laughs> you know, all these kind of stuff, just really um, uh, backhanded compliments. He was also yeah. talking about how um, they don't have the financial muscle to compete with City, which is just grotesque. Yeah. <laughs> and he, oh, he was bringing just in the, fi- the the financial fair play. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, I mean, they're a great side. They've got loads of... I mean, we're struggle, trying to honour it. Might but... struggle with that little thing there. But apart from all that, you know, he mm. really, really uh, was, was, was giving it some... Everything's a mind game, isn't it? No matter yeah, what yeah. they do. That's true. I don't, I'd like to know the point in which mind games in quite cross over the threshold into just talking nonsense. Uh, just uh, just because any that sort was of nonsense. Ab- well, the football ramble is a big mind game. <laughs> any yeah. sort of abusive comment. Yeah. I'll push your kids in the sea. Mind game. <laughs> I've, sh- I've shot in your freezer. Mind game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because what the media don't... I mean, obviously, we know that all know the media absolutely love Mourinho and everything he does mm. is great as far as they're concerned. See, well, he, was in, good, he was good value this week. Which is fair enough. In Spain or Italy, papers. there'd be mobs outside his house yeah, like, just right. burning the street at the, down at around the training, At the training ground. But... Um, uh, you really need to, I think, well, people really lot, lot into this mind game stuff, especially the press. And what you really need to, I think, fully realise is it's only a mind game if it gets under the skin of the opposition <laughs> manager, right? Yeah. So who, who are his targets in this then? His targets are Arsene Wenger and Manuel Pellegrini. Is Arsene Wenger going to take him in? It's definitely not. Mm. Is Pellegrini possibly? We don't really know yet. Kevin Keegan, collateral damage. Yeah, Keegan, <laughs> Keegan would be... Apoplectic in bits. Yeah, on a, on a 1970s racer bike, just riding it really fast towards Mourinho's house, fuming with like smoke coming yeah. out of his ears. Fall off it though, just before he got. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then just go. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I miss Rafa Benitez's mind game because he just wind himself up. Yeah, yeah. In his own press. But he actually he actually said it, didn't he? 
I don't, what did Benita say? He actually referenced, he said, oh, I'm not going to get involved in the mind games just yet or something. And yeah. you're like, ah, oh, you're just... Oh, yeah. You've just massively <laughs> underwritten your eventual mind yeah. games. <laughs> when they get into war games, I'm going to be worried. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Hacking into mainframes, and that could, with Abramovich's and and um, and City's own as well, that could happen. Yeah, exactly, that'd be better, wouldn't it? Yeah. Imagine that. Mm. But I, but tactically, Mourinho got it spot on. Magnificent. Didn't he? Yeah, they really were they good. were just better across the. But pitch. He, he did you see him in the press conference after? We talk about the cat that got the cream. My goodness, <laughs> sat there. Yeah. Well, we love the big games. We <laughs> love the big games. Jim, that's what Jonathan Wilson said in his uh, column about. It, actually, Chelsea were just better. <laughs> comment that's all, that's all yeah, it was yeah. tactic insight no, but they, they were just across the pitch I mean it was unusual that Di Michaelis played in, in the midfield but Matic just shut played. down City's midfield and they, they just they hit the they hit the woodwork three times Di, Di, Di Michaelis was they... terrible yeah he was like, he, really, he just let everyone felt, just maraud through did him did you not feel a bit sorry for him because a Torre it's I mean, a ponytail isn't it yeah, yeah he, he loves a man with a ponytail chop that off oh uh, friend of the ramble Rupert Fry um, said that uh, Pellegrini I think it was Pellegrini who was saying that had him at River Plate and deployed him as did he not have a as well, maybe right. as a defensive midfielder or a Pac-Man, as they, apparently they call it in yeah. Argentina, gobbling up the loose. Yeah, I heard that, that before. Is, that is wonderful. I heard that before. Yeah. I never heard that. That's Brilliant. great. Um, I, I thought that um, you're right. I think so. He's got a previous play in there for the manager. A couple of points. Yeah, a couple of points on City is that um, for me is that Yaya Torre can't continue. Can't. I just think Yaya Torre approached a game where he wanted to play exactly the same game he normally played. Yeah, but look, but, I'd love 11 liabilities like that. With Fer- yeah, no, of course. <laughs> with, with Fernandinho, he, he was acting like he had Fernandinho and mm. he didn't. Right? Yeah, so he almost exactly. relinquished his responsibility. And so, and, and Di Mekas struggled because he's, he's out of position. Now, of course, Di Mekas has played there occasionally mm. in the past. When he, he's really a defence-minded player. He is. But... The, Jack Rodwell was on the bench. Well, which, yeah. which, so, so for, if, I'm, if what I'm led to, if what I've been told, I'm um, to believe, is that Jack Rodwell wanted to go back to Everton on loan on deadline day, and City blocked it. Now I don't know if that's true or not, but if that is true, if you're Jack Rodwell, you must be thinking, well, hang on a minute, yeah. you don't want me to go, you won't let me go. Mm. You put him on the bench for the whole of the, one of the biggest games mm. of the season and play someone out of position ahead of me. I mean, fair mm. enough. If Jack Rodwell isn't in the same league as Fernandinho, but he is a defensive midfield player and he can play in that role. Yeah, he didn't have a great time against Watford, though, did he? I, I think it's a clear sign that Pellegrini doesn't have faith in him, but they just they want the bodies in there. I mean, they mm. don't want to leave themselves without any cover should they get a sort of raft of injuries. But I thought mm. it was a, str- a strange one because I thought it was it was. You know, when I predicted a 1-0, the reason for that was because it was quite fairly obvious I thought that was going to happen because Chelsea, on paper, are better at the back and probably better in midfield than the Manchester City. Certainly more solid. And Mourinho said the other week, didn't he, it's easy to go and get a 1-0. And I thought, they'll just soak it up. Mm. Um, It was a perfect perfect blueprint of how to play Man City at home. Pack the midfield just in front of the D and then just counter attack, counter attack, counter attack. That's easier said than done, though. But you yourself have, have been not saying when you're as quick as me. Yeah, well, you <laughs> yourself have been <laughs> not saying when you're a pace merchant. <laughs> 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 well, you yourself were saying, Pete, in the last few weeks that they, they, you know, they're not completely infallible. They've had their dodgy looking games and they've, they've actually been caught out now. And I think it's a it's a sign to the rest of the league that it can be done and well, maybe it'll knock their own confidence. Yeah, the that's what is... John Terry tried to say after, which I thought was very cute. Actually, what was that? Well, John Terry's having an excellent season, and, and as Pete says, the way they sat so deep, it played. John Terry's house. Well, but John Terry said yeah. afterwards, he said, maybe we've shown a few other teams that you, you should nothing to be scared of and you can actually go there and beat them, which yeah. is a great thing to mm. say because it's the aura of them and the amount of goals they score which teams are scared of. And that would help Chelsea get it all. Massively, of course. Yeah. Um, and, and also, you, you mentioned Jonathan Wilson's, Wilson's article, um, which I read myself today, and, and he made an excellent point saying one of the reasons why Terry is looking very good again this season is because Mourinho, as we've seen, when he certainly when he was at Inter, likes to defend deep and the game is happening in front of him yeah. rather 
rather than having to look behind and all that. Like kind he of did stuff. with uh, Samuel and uh, Lucio. And stuff, yeah, didn't he? yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's. Well, the, the key to that, in yeah. my view, is that is that of course, if you've got f- players that aren't um, very quick, then it's all it makes sense to do that. Mm. Um, but the key to that is having defenses not only that uh, that can that can throw their neck, neck on the line sort of thing, but actually players who are very comfortable and confident on the ball close to their own goal. Yeah, and you get a lot of defenders mm. that aren't anywhere near confident enough with the ball in their feet yeah. and, and if you can find that combo that's great one of the things I wanted to say about Dean McKay quickly before I forget yeah. is that obviously none of us have played professional football or anything but I've played centre back and centre midfield as well before mm. just obviously at a slightly shit level but <laughs> but the, one of the things I've found that really like Dean McKay's like found this as well is that you're used to having like a 180 degree football match yeah. everything is 180 degrees in front of you mm. and then all of a sudden you're put it's almost like a 2D person being put in a 3D world yeah, all of a sudden th- everything's happening behind you as well and it's very difficult to make an adjustment and Super I'm, Mario got in get into it so it's fine it's, you know, well, he Super managed Mario, it well, he managed the conversion indeed so it's basically going from Super Mario Brothers <laughs> Yeah. To, to, um, to N64, Super, Super Mario 64, yeah. basically. Right. And then and back, to paper, back to Paper Mario, because he was kind of 3D, 2D, 2.5D. But yeah. seamlessly, yeah. but seamlessly. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's very it difficult. And I, but I think you're right. I think, um, Terry, uh, listen, we're about to enter a phase of media, I warn you all now, where we are wading through endless piles of shit about John Terry going to, uh, going to the World Cup. Mm. It's about to happen. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to knee-slide through all of it. Whee! Yeah, I mean, it's a, but you can understand... Obviously, not as much as it will be, but you can understand it to a point because Terry and, and Cahill do look like a very good centre yeah, back partnership, mm. and that's probably where England are at their. But we've talked in the past about players like um, Francesco Totti uh, not really wanting to play any part in the um, in the qualification campaign. And you have to admit, of course, there are politics behind mm. John Terry not playing mm. for England anymore. But it's sure as hell has helped his club career that he's yeah. not been part of that qualification yeah. campaign. Uh, it's also been interesting that you know we've not spoken about Terry in a long time because he's just he's been quite quiet of getting, like, getting it, his yeah. head down and just maybe that's a deliberate quiet ploy off to, the field maybe uh, yeah well well just maybe <laughs> to to make people think yeah you, know, you know what he's not done anything twatty in a while mm. give him another chance mm. yeah maybe um, yeah maybe the same yeah. way that Suarez has been on that PR campaign exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has hasn't he though Suarez he has, he has indeed um, uh, Manchester City um, I mean it's the first time I think this season that they haven't scored at home what well, it is it's the first time, first since time, I, think long time. I think it's the first time and I'm sketchy on this but mm. I'm pretty sure it's the first time they haven't scored at home since November 2010 right how's about against that? Birmingham City of all teams I think that's a dirty stat dirty yeah, yeah. yeah naughty um, but Ivanovic scored a great goal and Chelsea should have had more. City mm. had a couple of chances. They as well. did. I mean, yeah, Silver missed a few. Um, I thought a- Aiden, you would expect him to score. I thought Aiden Hazard was absolutely superb. Oh, he was. As if, you could actually. Um, it's maybe one of the first times this season where I started to think actually Mourinho's bang on about matter because those three that played that was mentioned. Yeah, like Ramirez, Hazard, and William. God, they are ruthless. <laughs> absolutely ruthless. There was one point where they had like yeah. a four or one break about yeah. twenty minutes in. Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. I just that Chelsea. But this is what I mean. Like with with Chelsea's midfield. They are technically very good. They are creative. They can score goals. They're skillful. They're strong. They're, well. strong. They're pacey. Yeah. I mean, it, how do you play against that? I mean, Matic in there really, really adds a steal. Oh, yeah. He was he absolutely superb. Yeah. He looks, Eto'o wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah. He but had I one think, shot think, from like 25 yards. Yeah, so we hit the bar, of course. Yeah, the thing yeah. of Eto'o is obviously he's not very quick anymore, but he does, he's got that cuteness and that experience at the top level where he can bring other players in a little bit. I know what you mean. He's obviously not, he's obviously think, not peak Eto'o, is he? I think some of his runs, though, drag the defenders away to create mm. space for the midfield, which is one of the reasons Crucial. why a striker like that will always be quite handy in, in the Kind of football he's made a contribution this season. He's got seven or eight goals. Has, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, he obviously scoring against Manchester United as well. Um, but uh, but it was incredible to see, and that's why I was slightly surprised maybe at City because 
like I say, it was it was Chelsea were always going to have two in two midfielders in front of the back four, and then have um, Hazard and uh, who was it, William, William and uh, Ramirez and Ramirez. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought he might have started with Oscar instead of William, and and then, and the man up front. And I thought with with the four that Chelsea, uh, the, uh, the Manchester City have in midfield, you know, especially with Fernandinho out, they're always going to get overrun. So I'm surprised that he maybe didn't put three in there. You can say, yeah, but he's played that four-four-two <laughs> with two strikers. Oh, nothing. What, so with, do you think that maybe Man City don't, ha- don't know any other way of playing? Them. Well, I think that's what he's done. I think he he just thought, yeah, we're going to blow him away, blow him away. And I thought after the Bayern game at home, now Bayern are probably the best side in the world at the moment. He he, I thought he might have a little bit more in his tactical locker. But I just thought when Ch- Chelsea turn up, you know what they're going to do. You know how they're going to set out. And that should be enough, actually, to to win. But I think Pellegrini had so much faith. And Aguero was out injured as well. I was j- just a little bit surprised that he didn't put the extra man in midfield to help out, especially as Fernandini wasn't there. And and it's, you know, it, it showed, didn't it? But Chelsea were, I mean, to, to sum up, Chelsea were by far the better team. And the intensity they played with and... And the confidence. One of the things I love about Mourinho as a manager, in terms of what he does on the pitch, <clears> is that I love how he gets. First, first of all, I love that he's quite tactically quite versatile, mm. and he really relishes the big encounters, which I think is is, is the hallmark of, of a good manager. But I also like the way he, because John Terry again touched on this as well in his post match interview, where he said we've worked a lot on different things through the week. I love the way he can get his players to. 100% believe in his yes. aesthetic and believe in mm. what he wants to achieve and given that he's never really played the game at all before um, and I think we've touched on this in the past if someone like Kenny Dalglish walks into a, into yeah. a changing room you know it's Kenny Dalglish mm. you know what I mean it's, mm. it's the, the, the job of winning the players respect which is yeah. a massively important part it's Kevin Keegan it's done. You know. yeah well it's done isn't it yeah. but with Mourinho he still manages to get really high-performing players at a very top level to buy completely into his mm. sort of philosophy. But mm. also, he gets he gets players at the top level, and Sam Alessio is a great example of this to play out of position mm. and put in a real shift. I mean, Eto was obviously played on the wing in in a, in a front three for Inter mm. in the season where they won everything, and that's maybe one of the reasons why he was quite keen to get him in yeah. um, to, to help out this season because he will do yeah, what Mourinho um, wants him to do. Whenever you think of a Mourinho team, you always think of them as a unit. I mean, yeah. you know, Cristiano Ronaldo aside, maybe you, you just you don't really th- you, you know it's the old cliche that Mourinho is the star, and it, yeah. but it really rings true mm. even in the way that the team play. They do seem and so also the united. Players, the players seem to be happy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. Yeah. I think uh, one of the highlights of the match for me was the uh, Etisalat uh, advert on the <laughs> advertising hoardings. Oh yeah, it looked like the old blockbuster. Um, <laughs> I saw blockbuster that. Board. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see it. I didn't and I was, it really made me want to watch blockbusters. <laughs> Yeah, but I, didn't, I, I didn't. I stayed to the end, honest. Has Blockbuster's Marine... been remade with a new presenter. Uh, I think. It, I think pretty it has. every idea like that's been redone. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Robocop. No, I think Pete's doing it. <laughs> yeah, it, but, his agent would have put him up for it. Blockbusters is on challenge, so uh, get involved, people. You've already got a foot in the door yeah. there. <laughs> Ask him about that. Do you know anyone there? Ask him. <laughs> <laughs> marvellous. Bloody marvellous. Oh, yeah, and going on that Mourinho theme, I did like what Ibrahimovic said in his book about him. He said, uh, I love Mourinho. He, he's the leader of his army. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You, can, you can just imagine that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he still thinks that Chelsea can't win the league this season. No, he doesn't. Um, that's what he said. Father Jim. under the aforementioned nonsense. <laughs> that's what he said, so it must be, it must be true. But, um, but uh, I know. Um, Arsenal, though, they're top of the league, and maybe that's why Chelsea won't win it. Thanks to a brace from Oxlade Chamberlain. They're top mm. of the league, Jim. But if it was yeah. top of Man City and Chelsea, Arsenal are the top of the league. Top of the league, <laughs> And Jim. they're winning. Arsenal are Ugly. happy with this. This, <laughs> is, this is the thing. But the problem is, Arsenal have got these two 
like horrible run-ins coming in, and everyone's just expecting the wheels to come off. Yeah, well, and there are a lot of injuries. We said that before this season, well, exactly. Yeah, uh, no, I'm, I, I'm delighted with Arsenal being viewed as underdogs, and I'm sure everyone at the club is as well. That Arsenal function much better when that is the case. Um, yeah. It's great to see Oxley Chamberlain come into the middle as well. Again, like the squad is just is is proving its own worth over and over again. Whoever's mm. out, someone steps up and when takes I saw, that place. When I saw that game, and when I saw. Oxlade Chamberlain in the middle. I thought. I thought. I'm not sure about that, but it worked very well. Mm, worked really very well. well. Old um, Southampton biases there. In uh, <laughs> well, the problem more with, of them in a short the while. The problem with that is, is same with James Ward Prowse. Um, they're they're, all, they're both Pompey lads, but there's no yeah. academy at Pompey, so they just yeah. got lost to Southampton. Mm, Makes man. me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Your own fault. But uh, Get yeah, in the <laughs> sea. It's. Um, I think a lot of credit has to go to for, to Arsenal in the summer for the players they got rid of, as well as the players they brought in, because you don't have the the dead wood sort of cluttering up those the, positions. The, the dead wood. I mean, Kim Kim Carlson looks like an ex in the summer. <laughs> Indeed. Um, what a strange run. Now got a fractured spine. Yeah. Oh dear. Moving on from Arsenal though, um, in the northeast derby, I mean, it's <coughs> Sunderland used to be uh, underdogs themselves when they went there, mm. but now, my goodness, they're favourites, aren't they? Every time I'm mm. standing in the in a crowd of people in a onesie. Newcastle ones are doing, doing the 5 1. <laughs> Pete, were you um, a nine, 9 1? A second 3 0 win. You weren't up there James for the game, were you, Pete? No. no. Okay. Yeah. I just, I thought, I, for some reason, I thought you might have been up there. Sorry. Adam Johnson getting another one. Really in form, isn't he? It's Ooh. great. He's, he's listening to us. Newcastle are missing Kabaye big time already. Mm. <laughs> they sold him, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, they lost, they lost 3 0 last time and, and Kabaye was in the team. That's true. I mean, they, they are missing him, but I mean, I, I don't think that's. Um, I th- I'm not sure. Pardew just seems sort of really. Almost tactically well, he's naive. Started, he started um, both Amiobis. Oh, that's true. Actually, uh, to yeah. be fair, <laughs> yeah, but you don't, win, think... you don't win a game on novelty factor. But that was the one. But that was the, that was oh, the yeah. one thing that kind of made me a little bit sad because I thought Sammy Amiobi. I've, I've never seen him have a particularly bad game for Newcastle United in yeah. the latest, and I thought he started quite brightly on the left. We just got overran, and, and just they just didn't look interested. Like the last two derbies that we've been the involved in, and Sunderland playing really well. Even like Altidore played really well, even yeah. though he's been he's a much maligned striker at the moment. Mm. He missed you know a one on one situation that he really should have been putting away for four mm. one in, in the end four nil in the end but uh, yeah I, I just I just think Sunderland just look really really good and, and their manager's just got the the um the matching of Pardew and he just can't seem to he's been we've been beaten twice by Brighton and twice by Sunderland under that man and it's just he yeah. doesn't seem to be able to That's manage a good point, actually, I didn't know that I was going to say um, on that Sammy Amiobi thing I mean he got dragged off at half time I think yeah and I saw the game um, <clears> and one player I think it's really underrated is Phil Barsley Mm. I mean, he's in really mm. good form at the moment. Yeah, he is, yeah. And he was up... He's got a like, cracking goal at Old Trafford the other day, <laughs> not he, in the he, he was matched up against Sammy Amiobi, and he just absolutely rinsed him and, and obviously won the penalty, linked up with Johnson very well. Uh, Johnson's obviously in great form, confidence player, but also not only his confidence that Poirier is clearly instilled in him, but the way that Sunderland play under Poirier, a lot to keep the ball, and that really suits him. Well, Poirier's a good, good manager. We've seen um, the good job he did at Brighton, and he came in and had to really rebuild quite a lot. Mm, mm. And uh, now the, 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 the fruits of that are coming through, aren't they? It's a crazy season because if you think it like people were writing off Sunderland, yeah. completely writing them off. Mm. They've got um, Hull away, uh, sorry, Hull at home this weekend. After this weekend, they could be mid-table. Yeah. They could be a mid-table side. And they're in the final of a, a yeah, major yeah, competition. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. yeah, they're doing fantastically well. Scenes. Uh, uh, West Ham. Admittedly, I thought I do go to the Etihad. We'll yeah. get absolutely rinsed. But. West Ham won. 2-0 two, two and uh, a vicious assault from Andy Carroll and, saw him said Andy Carroll and Kevin Nolan linking up yeah. lovely things mm. oh, like the <laughs> it's, it's, sitcom flatmates they once yeah. were I know it's the uh, 
Ball up to the Carroll. Yep. The Carroll nod down to Nolan. The Nolan finish and the chicken. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> likes to see jump, it. Jump it's like a Barcelona move under Guardiola. Yeah. <laughs> in a different way. A punt, nod and a finish. Yeah. Uh, um, I, yeah a chicken. I was, Kevin, yeah, Kevin coming back off his winter break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. He doesn't want to play over Christmas. We've seen how many times he gets sent off uh, before, uh, before yeah. the Christmas break. My giddy aunt, before we go any further about West Ham, I completely forgot about Joe Kinnear. He's gone. Oh, Judged oh. on his signings. Yeah. Judge him on his signings. And he was. The, the, no, the no signings he brought in. Can I, can oh. I ask? The sure. jury were out for far, far too long there. Weren't <laughs> Maybe they? he was brought in to be an interpreter for the deaf. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's all just been horribly misunderstood. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a semi-serious question of our resident Newcastle? No, fan? don't. Yeah, right. Is there any chance you think that Mike Ashley is essentially using Newcastle as a huge advertising vehicle for sports, for sports right, to the point of where he just thinks any any press attention is fine. So hiring to the, to the extent of where he'll hire Kinnear because he knows he'll get a massive amount of press. Yeah. He'll fire Kinnear or get Kinnear to resign without signing anyone. <laughs> and everything about it is just well, leading back if to you look around, Well, if you look around St James's Park, there are no other uh, ad- apart from Wonga and the you know required um, Barclays Premier League bits and bobs. The, it's all Sports Direct. It's all companies owned by Sports Direct. Now nobody it's, nobody's clear on whether Ashley's paying for that advertising. But into the club because those hoardings could be going to somebody else presumably for, for advertising money, yeah. their products for money um, he's got a big Sports Direct logo on the, on the top of the stadium it just seems to me that you know Kinnear is an, an ideal smokescreen for uh, a man who is just trying to take uh, get as much money out of the club um, as, possible, yeah. as he can really okay, it must be working because he's been there for such a long time you would think that it would be cheaper to just advertise <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that said though I think uh, I think even Mike Ashley was slightly surprised at Kinnear's complete Idiot. Yeah. Like, well, wow. I could have told him that before he hired <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, It's not like he's not met him before. Well, Jim, this, this you, idiot's an idiot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Jim, you say that like oh, it's cheaper to advertise, but don't forget he's hoovering up all that Premier League TV money as true. well. True, very true. Yeah, so he's, he's, probably, he's probably more than paying for itself anyway. And we're, in, and we're in the week where it looks like Cesar might go to Russia. He, he didn't fancy a, um, a move to Turkey, but it looks like he might mm. be going to Russia. And I really feel sorry for Cesar as well because, you know, we're going to make maybe eight, nine million off him, off a player that did so well the first, you know, season and a half that we had him. We ruined that football. Player and Newcastle yeah. ruined that football player by playing some terrible high balls, treating him like a target man that he wasn't, mm. and just completely destroyed any confidence he may have had. So yeah. good luck to him wherever he goes. Yeah. I, I just think we should be holding on to players like that because who else have we got? Bloody Sholami Obi and you know De Jong, who's p- p- pretty much untested. He's young, but he's untested. Well, De Jong's hardly played. Well, he's, well, scene, yeah. well, he played like thirty odd matches last year for like uh, in the Dutch league. No, in, in the German. No, he played the German. Sorry, sorry, of course it was. Yeah. Gladbach. Glad um, he's not played. Hardly played this season. No, he's yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's you know he scored six and 36 now that's not a striker's um, no. haul for me and you know we, we still only got like Remy on loan it's not looking too bright at all unless unless this idea of Kinnear going is all about um, you know trying to formulate a plan for the summer but I don't see that happening at all I, I see this as some kind of exit strategy for Ashley because I think he might you know he, he'll pick up Glasgow Rangers sooner rather than later the stat yeah. about uh, Luke de Jong I, I read is um, he's played like his last eight appearances for uh, Munch and Gladbach a total of 23 minutes yeah, like he just kept coming off the bench with like two minutes left. Mm. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so it's not exactly. Like I mean, that's, that smacks to me of like a cheap loan option. I mean, yeah. Kinnear, who's supposed to be in charge of signings, which in itself is ridiculous, as we've touched on, has mm. not signed any permanent players in his time there. Two no. loan signings. But even the loan signings were players Newcastle have been linked with before and tried to sign before. Yeah. So he's just picking up but someone I mean, else's I, work. The, the amount of players that went elsewhere that, that frustrated me. Players like bloody Holtby. He can't mm. be on like a. He'll be on a lot of money, but. 
manageable yeah. for me, especially when well, you've got maybe, your highest standard just come again, out the door. You know, Ince, I mean, yeah. all these players that have got their future in front of them, as, as Kinnear was very, you know, you know, he, he basically said he, he wanted the, the players with the future in front of them rather than behind them, which mm. didn't make any sense. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah. maybe again, it's Ashley sort of putting a cap on the wages a bit more, trying to save a bit yeah, of money can, and you, you're not f- attracting those players. But one of the reasons why uh, certain players go to where they go, Zaha to Cardiff, for example, is because they know the man in charge, they, they trust him. Mm. And also, and Would you want to send your footballer up to, to Newcastle? Zaha to Cardiff moment, is just probably. pleasing to say as well. Zaha to Cardiff. But then you'd look at someone like Jorn Kabai, who's kind of played his way into, you know, to be a major player in, in, in mm. France. Um, it's probably quite a decent place to play a trade to a certain extent it gets well, you noticed I take, I take Marx's point but I think really that the overarching thing is that they they just want to play they want the, the clubs want them to play and the players want to play so as long as they're playing I don't really think Newcastle play terrible football no. it's not well, no, I he's going to be I looked after no, Newcastle's a big club I didn't know. mean that but it just I, I don't know some of the stuff that goes on I know what you mean there's obviously a reason that Saha's gone to Cardiff yeah. the Solskjaer of course yeah. I understand the point yeah. um, but uh, yeah, I think Pete's right. I just think it's incompetence on Newcastle's on Newcastle's part, really. Mm. Anyway, we've we finished with the northeast. Just and, uh, one more thing: if, if, um, if Newcastle do need any shoring up at the back, both Titus Bramble and John Allen Boomsong are available. both available on free. <laughs> mm. oh, yeah, that, that's worth roll it. back the years. Well, there worth you go. Uh, but anyway, back to West Ham. Um, it was it was a good win, mm. um, and uh, and Andy Carroll got sent off as well as uh, getting two assists. Was it a sending off? I think it was a sending off. Well, am, I, I, am I alone in this? I think you're one of the few, Pete, but I can understand <laughs> if he'd have caught him in the face, he would have... He, he, you he know. lashed out. He lashed out. I don't see any, I don't see any equivocation here. It's, yes, it's, it's, um, Chico Flores um, held his face, and that was all nonsense. We uh, know uh, that. Him and Sam are those big pals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go way back. I did days. enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, big Sam seems to find him quite funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course, um, Chico Flores uh, wasn't hurt by that. Absolutely. Chico Flores. But the fact, it did look as though Carol swung his arm round. Yeah. They were having a lovely old merry he, dance, but... He, I mean, he, he, I sort of think he knew what he was doing. Do you he, think it was he a knew Flores off? was there? Uh, it's one of those funny ones, isn't yeah. it? I mean, he's, it was he, he, it was a he, his arm sort of moved around quite quickly, so you could mm. argue it was like excessive force. It looked initially like he was just trying to balance himself. I sort of think he knew he was there. Oh. Flores didn't show himself in glory, of course, but you can understand why it was upheld. I yeah. think very difficult one, open to uh, to, to sort of. Um, Interpretation, really, I think. I think in midweek, you know, Loic Remy getting sent off, if, if that one had been rescinded and Loic Remy's being upheld, I think Newcastle would have had a, a real problem yeah, with that. They, yeah, don't tend, they don't tend to rescind them because, just because they want to be seen to be supporting the referees. I mean, the Danny mm. Rose one was rescinded, and rightly so, because that was a fair tackle, and that was just a blatant mistake. Mm. And if it's mistaken identity and that sort of stuff, obviously they'll be rescinded. But those sorts of ones that are borderline, they don't tend to rescind no. them because they want to be seen to be supporting the referees, which you can understand. But a good win for West Ham, Nonetheless, yes, um, and a vital one too. Swans have been dragged into They're it. They're in real course. trouble, Swans. Yeah, um, but in the biggest trouble of the ball is Fulham. Mm. Um, they were <laughs> hammered by Southampton three uh, nil at home uh, on on the weekend. I mean, uh, Fulham. You look at the, some of the signs they got. They got Kvist, uh, Holtby was, was a decent sign, Heitinger, uh, Mitroglu, uh, even Dempsey. Really surprised at Mitroglu going there. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Berbatov, Terra, uh, Senderson and, and Ruiz have gone, but it looks at Fulham, you know, they've changed the manager, they've brought in uh, Ray Wilkins and, and Kerbishley's in the backroom staff as well, isn't he? And Kinnear's uh, available now, I'm sure we'll see him pop up. <laughs> Stella. In the dream Well, thing. the transfer window's gone, so there's no point. <laughs> yeah. But um, but you've got all these signs, it's like they're just trying to th- 
throw as much as they can at the wall and yeah. just shake it up in the hope that results yeah. come. And yeah. they do not look and haven't looked this season really uh, putting a run together or anything like that. There's and no it cohesion. really is worrying times down There's no the cohesion at any level of yeah. the club, yeah. from the management or the, you know, the people appointing the management mm. staff to the players. It's, it's but they need chaos. A, they need what Pulis has done I don't at know. Palace. Also, I don't really know. You're right. And to add to that, I don't really know what a Moodenstein team does or yeah. looks like or That's what right. his identity is. And well, does he? You know, maybe not. I mean, maybe not. I think one of the things about Matroglu is it's a bit... Well, it's two things. One, it's a little bit depressing, given that he's about to be... He was about to play in the Champions League yeah. um, mm. knockout stages against Manchester United. <laughs> Secondly, it's a massive testament to the marketing ability of the Premier League. Mm. Yeah, uh, obviously there's money involved and stuff like that. But he can well, play, he'll, he'll see it as a stepping stone, stone, wouldn't he? Just the Premier and, League being a shop window and, for a bigger club that, in the Premier League. The Greek club being offered a hunt, uh, eleven and a half million was it something? But, like but, but think about the, money. of course I understand that. But think about the player if he's not careful. I mean, of course it's easy to say you can use it as a stepping stone. But what happens if that doesn't work out? Mm. No one comes in for him. He'll be playing for Championship football next year. No, of course. But I would imagine. His wages would probably increase. The club gets a lot of money. And I'm sure the agent's got some kind of clause yeah. in his uh, contract. Right? Say if so. you go down, I'm out of here, losers. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, no disrespect to the Championship, because I like it. I think it's a really entertaining league mm. and, and stuff. But we I mean, it's not, what he's, it. it's not what he's got in mind, is it? It's not what Matroglu thinks of himself yeah, of course, as the next but, step uh, in his career. But he'll be billed as one of the guys who's going to come in and save the day. Also, he's not got any great pedigree, Matroglu. I mean, he's, he's been great recently, but I mean, he's not someone who's banged in goals season after season after season. Well, this is, goes what I'm, this is what I'm saying earlier, that Fulham are just in... in Desperation. Yeah. Well, you, you have probably well, the last thing, you, and it sounds like an obvious thing to say, but the last thing you need if you're a newly promoted club to the Premier League or a struggling club in the Premier League is a lack of goals because not only is it obvious you won't win many games, but because it's very difficult to attract strikers. Mm. And, and you either have to take a gamble on a championship player or a lower league player, as we've seen in the past, or you have to take an untested player from a slightly unfashionable league mm-hmm. and hope they click. And a lot of the time, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Unusual decision to loan Berbatov to Monaco as well. He wants to go. Didn't oh, he? I don't think it's. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, I well, think I'm Berbatov... sure he wanted to go, but surely they <laughs> did. Can you put see their what he was wearing down. when he turned up? No, I think Berbatov. Oh, oh, la la. Berbatov wasn't that. <laughs> I think his his time at Fulham's done. He's, he, <coughs> he 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 gets in the way at times of their play, which yeah. I was saying the other week. That sometimes they try and get the ball forward quickly, and Berbatov. He turned up at Monaco in a beautifully yeah. tailored suit and shirt with a cape on. Yeah. He looked fabulous. He looked like, he he really, looked like, really he looked like a Bond villain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, Berbatov's a great player, we did know that, see, uh, but he, he wasn't fitting into what mm. Fulham, whatever they're trying to do. Did you see uh, Trapp finally got his big move? Hey! Tarrant, uh, Milan. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> it's, it's really annoying, that, isn't it? It's, it's someone who doesn't like <laughs> deserve that kind of level of... Um, <laughs> That level of club, really. Well, he just doesn't try if he doesn't <laughs> rate the club. And true. how has he still been rewarded for that? I think a couple of years ago he said I would be interested in going to Milan because I would see that as a stepping stone to Real Madrid or Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. He's, He's still only 24, talent. isn't he? I'm going to make a prediction. Well, pro the end uh, next year. Next season. <laughs> <laughs> you say he's got he so much talent, game. Marcus. But he does. It, but, but we, do we see it often enough like to, to actually say that it's constantly there? Has he just got flashes no, it, of it? No, like, it is there. He just can't no, be bothered. I mean, Jim, I, th- I think coaches and managers see... They'll they'll be used to seeing players every day. They'll see Tarat and they'll not only think what a talent. They'll go, I can get the best out of. Yeah, exactly. They'll back themselves because they're, mm. they're they're essentially um, at their very essence like egotistical people. So they'll they'll think if anyone get the best out of him, I will. That's how players who are continually a problem to other managers still get signed all the time. Yeah, because mm. they well, back themselves. Even Redknapp doesn't want him back, and Milan have come in for him. Mm. 
Mm. What universe are we living in? Yeah, I know. Well, Has there been some rip in the space-time continuum over the transfer win- window? But what a manager we can go on to, uh, to work under, like Sadoff. Mm. I mean, Sadoff will get if he can't get if, he, if Sadoff can't get his respect, then he, he might yeah. just quit. If you can't play for Sadoff, you should be doing something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Sadoff could kick the crap out of that guy. <laughs> but we haven't Maybe talked that about that. Should be the motivation. <laughs> I shouldn't really be saying this as the Pompey fan here. Well, I was. About but we to haven't say. talked about how good Southampton were. Absolutely, were the three absolute England yeah. three England men getting the goals. Lalana surely got to get on the plane, hasn't he? Mm. Seems that way. Get him on the plane now. Rodriguez scored a delightful one. I think he'll be an unlucky man to miss out in the in the that World Cup. That ball from Lambert. I mean, you, yeah. you think of Lambert as being this number nine, big mm. and strong, and I know he's got more to his game than that. Of course, of course, yes. But that pass was absolutely. Well, I tell you what, Lambert needs to uh, put in a real shift because it's between him and Carroll for that last yeah. uh, striker. I'd take Lambert every day. Yeah, Would same. you? He's played much oh, more football. at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. Unless Carroll has a storming end to the season. <laughs> I was watching. I was um, uh, for some weird reason. I was watching a bit of the Super Bowl the other night, and I thought, oh, Carroll. Getting up there. Oh, Carol Tanner. On, on, <laughs> on the long passes from the old quarterback, nod yeah. it down. <laughs> I mean to that. the wide receiver. So you want him on the Super Bowl plane for I next get year. him on all of the planes. <laughs> yeah. All of the planes, you, all of the time. You've gotten confused. I don't think, I think it would be very harsh to leave Lambert out for Carroll. Given that mm. Lambert's played his way in, he's an honest pro, he's, he's taken his chance at international level when he's given it. You remember Kiev? Yeah, of course I do. Well then. But that was two years was, ago. Yeah, exactly. It, was, it wasn't, it was 18 months ago. Well, by the time it comes he's around. He's been injured. Yeah. But anyway, Southampton, why are we talking about Andy Carroll? I apologise, forgive me. Talk about Osvaldo. Uh, n- OK. Uh, he's gone to Juventus. Uh, he kicked off in training, hardly surprising. Enough <laughs> um, said. But that's a really interesting uh, situation for me, because I think um, a lot of Southampton players have piped up over the, over the past season, saying part of the great reason that we're... Look at the Luke Shaw thing. So Luke Shaw said, look, I love playing here. Yeah. I only will go if it's to Chelsea, because the team he supports, uh, or at a push another Champions League club. Yes. Now... Part of the reason for that, and we've seen other players say this, like Rodriguez and Lallana and stuff, they love playing at Southampton. The, mm. the, the uh, environment that's been fostered by Pochettino is so enjoyable, mm. they love playing under it. And you can see that in their play. And they now really you, buy you into can see it. why um, and, you know, and, Adkins as, went and, and Pochettino, because you course. have those players and you needed someone who could manage them. But mm. moving on to Osvaldo, now that's why it was such a strange signing, because about Osvaldo, yep. who I quite like as a player, I think he's really talented mm, and, and, he and, 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 and obviously very good. But at, he's disruptive. Absolutely. Mm. Conte loves a mad Argentinian. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so, uh, yeah, maybe the England team will be made up of uh, Southampton players in the future. We certainly think so, Luke, don't we? We do indeed, yeah. I mean, um, there could be a hell of a lot of Southampton and ex-Southampton there. Yeah, it could be. When yeah, everyone's could be like fit. When West Ham won the World Cup, we're going to be like, Southampton <laughs> won the World Cup. I can, <laughs> I can tell you that, Luke. When Arsenal yeah. won it in 98, I do. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not even acknowledging that with respect. <laughs> hey. um, Put it this way now, right? If someone said to me, you could have all three of them go to the World Cup and England win it. Shut up. Uh, or You'd say no. we get to the final <laughs> yeah. and they stay at home, I'll take the final. I'll get <laughs> Naughty. I am nothing if not a petty man. Thousand pound fine and live in the sea. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but just a little glimmer of hope for Fulham fans. Um, obviously, it's all doom and gloom. Um, a way to... Manchester United next week. So <laughs> never know. There's a, there's a chance to rectify things there. Um, uh, Manchester United did lose to Stoke City 2-1. Charlie Adam uh, with a differing double. The first was a heavy deflection, but the second was a, a wonderful effort. Van yeah. Persie's goal was very good as well. Van Persie did, yeah. Um, one matter with, a, with another assist. But worrying signs for the champions. A seven was, points off four. Four was a strange... I mean, first of all, we've been said this a hundred times this season, but a lot of the players don't seem good enough. But I thought it was really strange the way he picked Young and didn't pick Yanazai. Yeah, um, yeah. And I know we've said they rely on Yanazai too much, but I mean, he's got an opportunity there to play with those, that front four for the first time. Yeah. 
and he uh, didn't take it. Played young. Young is you know, unquestionably the weak link in that forward four. Mm. Yeah, he did I mean, score he's a lovely a, goal the other week. Then. Yeah. He's not for exactly so many, someone who's going to do his defensive duties up front either, isn't he? In a game like that, when you're going to need it. For so many weeks, Janazai has been the kind of like almost talisman for for that uh, the, the front the front half of that team. And now they've got an opportunity to you know have RVP back and, and you know bigger players be around uh, around him to sort of think, well, chuck him in, and then he's not the biggest deal on the pitch, basically. Yeah, that's true. At his young age, um, and and also down the. Uh, no, that wasn't down the bottom, sorry. Well, Stoke <laughs> fairly, yeah. Uh, maybe United. Um, uh, but Cardiff beat Norwich 2-1, which was a great win for Cardiff. Mm. And uh, Scholzer's first win. Uh, Snodgrass put Norwich one up. But Zaha on his debut, lovely little through ball um, to, to Bellamy, who brushed it home for his first Premier League goal for Cardiff. Yeah. It was, really a, it, was a, it was a funny celebration, though. He was saying after the game that the Cardiff fans were getting on um, their, their, their own players' backs. And uh, he, he sort of shushed them, didn't I he? I like what he said after the game. And I mm. think he was well within his right to say it, chiefly because he watched Cardiff as a boy and he's from there and he can say, look. And he actually said, when I was younger, this didn't used to happen. There's yeah. no way we should He said, that's that. not us. We're in the Premier League for the first time and all this other stuff. You know, I think he's absolutely right. Yeah. It's not as like those players, for me anyway, they, look, they've got a new manager. You know, fair enough, have a pop at the chairman and that sort of stuff if you want to. But those players were, didn't seem to me like they weren't trying. Mm. They looked like mm. they were trying. They won the game. Yeah, they won the game. Um, and Kevin Jones got yeah, I mean, you are having your rights to boo and stuff, but don't expect it to, to help the players. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, you know, there's got to be some sort of... <laughs> Reflection on on where they are. As you say, they are in the Premier League. They're not. They're not doing terribly, are they? They've got a fighting chance of staying up. They do. They could easily. They could the, easily the, stay the two up. points from safety, and um, but Norwich have been. Uh Dragged in again, two points above the drop zone. Yeah, but they've signed. Let's Joseph, be Avenue, Lo- they've signed Joseph Yobo on loan to help them out with that. They also play Manchester City at home next weekend. <laughs> Good luck. Good Seems luck. Like everyone's got Man City at home coming. <laughs> up. Yeah. Apart from Manchester United. It's, no. a, it's a very no pointer. Um, but that's the Premier League done and dusted with. Um, so there you go. Uh, the Championship. Oh, lots of things happening in the Championship on the weekend as well. A couple of 3-3s, QPR and Burnley. Good result for Leicester, that was. Because they yeah, beat Bournemouth one nil away. They're 10 points above second place I thought QPR. they might lose that. Bournemouth are very strong at home. I, yeah. I like Bournemouth at home. The man who turns 41 this year, Kevin Phillips, with the goal. Evergreen. And a nice little sort of Zimmer frame did celebration. You, did you see in the, uh, in the QPR game, Ings... Rinsing Asuakotu. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> wow. Ings and Vokes up a lot to of Spurs, A lot of Spurs fans are calling for Asuakotu to get back to, to Spurs and play left back. Oh, yeah. Because of Danny Rose not being that great. Not enough performance. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> right. But Danny Ings is a good player, of course. Yeah, debut mm. goals for Doyle and Maiga. Did, uh, who scored the winner for Leicester, did you say? Ken Phillips. Yeah, is he older than Eddie Howe? Yeah, of course he, he is. might be. Yeah, Eddie Howe's still in his amazing. Yeah, brilliant. And yeah. Howe. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so and Birmingham Derby drew three all as well. Derby couldn't capitalise on QPR and Burnley drawing after drawing themselves uh, three all. They were three one up as well. They're four points off QPR. But uh, Federico Makeda on loan from Manchester United mm. got an injury time equaliser. He's only twenty two. It's strange how retro he seems. Yeah, he needs, his, to, he needs to take the hit and go. This is his really sixth loan move. <coughs> he's not going to get in that team, is he? Of course he's not. He's not going to get in that team. Um, and perhaps, not perhaps, definitely the biggest story coming from the Championship that week. Was, it's time was Leeds for... United 5, Huddersfield 1. Oh, Brian McDermott. It's time he doesn't the... know what is the worst day of his life. It's time for the he? section we're going to call the worst day of Brian McDermott's life. He's been messed around, hasn't he? Oh, it's awful. It's it's he's, he's like the new Keegan. He is perhaps as unlucky as Big Kev. <laughs> because McDermott is, is a, 
a quite a dignified, quiet. He seems exactly, like a really nice yeah. man. Yeah. He's been treated appallingly. He really <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Ridiculous. I just feel so sorry for him. He got illegally sacked. That's how unlucky he is. Yeah. Illegally sacked by Massimo Yeah, but Cellino. then the, the embarrassment of having to turn up on a Monday as well. Well, Cellino's well, the Italian businessman who owns Cagliari and was planning on uh, taking over Leeds. Uh, I don't know whether that's going to happen or whatever. Um, and, and this is the man who, uh, just over a year ago, an Itari- Italian arrest warrant called a man of marked criminal tendencies, capable of using every kind of deception to achieve his ends. And he's been we all. convicted of fraud twice. Indeed. He still passed the test. It's ridiculous. Has he passed it? <laughs> he will he, do. I bet yeah. he, he will. allowed to do that? If I were to leave the studio and walk into PC World, I couldn't just go and sack the manager. <laughs> like, no, why, why has he been allowed to the do that? The worst thing about all this that sums up Brian McDermott's situation is Leeds on a really terrible run. Haven't won in seven oh, games. No. Sack that manager for the weekend, win 5-1, get him back again. Yeah. <laughs> if they lose again this weekend, it's going to be like, what, what is happening? Yeah, well, it, uh, to be fair to, to um, Selena, like he was the only one who had the money to uh, actually take over Leeds. And, and I read that uh, the local press did receive um, a letter from the club mm. uh, announcing McDermott sacking on, right, okay. on, on headed Norpip from Leeds United. Oh, right. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It is weird. Yeah, that's a bit strange, um, to say the least. Uh, yeah, he was told on the Friday he was sacked, then he didn't manage the team, as Luke said, and then he's back on in training on Monday. Um, the fans sang his name throughout the match against Huddersfield, which was nice to see. Mm, and he's yeah. been really well back. It's, re- it's really classy of them because um, they've been on a bad run, and it's good to see them mm. support him still. Did he, he turned up on training on Monday with all the players, and he was like, "There's some Italian player there. I don't know who he is. <laughs> Presume we've signed him." So I also read. I, I also <laughs> it's read Gianluca uh, Festa. Oh God! Modern yeah. football is absolutely outrageous. Well, but Festa was—he's uh, the guy who Chilino pretty much. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He, I read he, that. he tried to get him on the actual. He was, um, on the bench. He, was he not sitting in the dugout the other week? <laughs> What's he doing? It. I just what he I like, loves the club. He wants to see the game at eye what, level. What I like about that fella is he is he's scared of the um, he's scared of the number seventeen, isn't he? Um, and I looked on oh, Leeds yeah, United's um, team sheet and Chilino's uh, scared of number seventeen. Yeah. He's unlucky in Italy. Number seventeen for Leeds United, Michael Brown, Hartlepool's favourite son. Ah, <laughs> ex Pompey as well. Get out of it, ex everyone. Yeah. So yes, Brian McDermott, we are we are with you. We're behind you. Mm. Um, and uh, Gianluca Festa, Pompey Hall of Fame. We wish you luck. We wish you luck. We do wish him luck, actually. Yeah. Now it's time to go to the league, or as the Spanish call it, La Liga. Um, Atletico Madrid are top of the league mm. ah, for the first time since 1996. That's brilliant. Wonderful. Wonderful. They've done it. I <laughs> thought they were going to choke after Barcelona lost. Um, and well, they won in some style. They're well. not just top of the league. They're three points clear yeah. of, of, of Barcelona and Madrid. Romping it. I think it, it, the first time in 59 weeks, Sidlo was saying that Barcelona haven't been top. That's incredible. And who did Atletico Madrid play on the last day of the season? Mark? Barcelona away. Correct. Mm, they host Madrid at the start of next month in the league. Um, but uh, what a win it was. And, yeah. and fantastic to see. And that's why uh, a number of weeks ago when Diego Simeone was shouting one more to get them to go top of the league on, mm. Uh, mm. on goal, goal difference. difference, it was uh, a, 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 a psychological yeah. barrier to get and through. Did they not do head-to-head, don't do head-to-head in that league, though? No, I'm just saying, for now, oh, okay, we spoke right. a few weeks ago, didn't we, yeah, when they yeah. wanted to score one more so they would go top of the league on goal difference. Lovely dink from Costa. Oh, just oh yeah. Goalkeeper. And people are talking a lot about Costa, obviously, and how brilliant he's been, but Villa as well. How brilliant would it be for David Villa to win the league at yeah. Atletico? I mean, he went <laughs> off injured, I don't know how He left Barcelona go to Atletico Madrid. Also, um, it's a pretty emotional week for Atletico Madrid because Luis Aragones died. That's true. Who's, I think he's their all-time top scorer and a really big figure. At, um, mm. And uh, not just a, in, in, in the, uh, the red and white half of Madrid, a, a big advocate of tiki-taka and very important. Yeah. the recent development of the national side. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he was the one who really sort of moved out Raul and, and moved them on to the new generation, mm. wasn't he? And, and I, th- I think it was really interesting to see how um, 
think it was Xavi. Xavi or Iniesta, one of the two, said that Aragonés was the best coach they play under, which is really big. Um, yeah, that's huge. Really big break. Because I'm a white man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> easy. What? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's true. Right, true. He said it. Yeah, yeah he said a lot of funny things, but <laughs> funny things, racist things, Marcus. No, as well as awful things. Yes, um, but, it is, I mean, uh, but it's talking about the, the football side of things. It's a sad day in Spain. It is also in all seriousness. I'm not having a Marcus. I'm not letting go with it. Talking about the football side of things. It does show you how serious it is when a 75 year old man can have his life completely, you know, opinion of him completely changed in one minute. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't be racist. Yeah. Um, that's what that's that's the takings from this. <laughs> Don't be yeah. racist. Yeah, I think it's like we can I all get learned. behind. Yeah, you hear me, kids? Yeah, <laughs> damn right, Petey. Damn right, they do. Uh, also, a Brazilian Diego's joined Atleti from Wolfsburg. Um, he got the fourth oh, goal. That's going to derail it. Yeah, that could derail it. Do you think? I could see him missing a penalty on purpose to uh, win yeah, the league. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear, oh dear. But mind you, Simeone wouldn't take any nonsense. Barcelona was two, Valencia that's three. An unbelievable before. win for Valencia, Jim. Don't you yeah, dare talk incredible. over me. Jordi Alba was sent off. <laughs> um, uh, I, I did find it quite funny. On Valencia, they tweeted um, some photos of their January signings. Uh, they've signed Philippe Sendroff, very oddly enough. Yeah, they've let Adil Rami go as well. But they tweeted a picture of Breda Hangeland. Is Joe Kinnear moonlighting? <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam Rami's only gone on loan as to me now. He has, yeah. yeah. But it's a strange Even one. so, yeah. Mm. But a great win for Valencia at, at, mm. the, uh, at the Camp Nou, or the New Camp, depending on uh, which way you want to put those words. Um, uh, Athletic uh, Bilbao um, drew one all with Real Madrid. Ronaldo controversially sent off. Was it mm. controversial? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was one it of was, those they were silly because Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, that, it, mm. it was very silly, wasn't he? He knows the rules. It was and such it, a Ronaldo thing to it do. It was a sending off by the, the massively over the top rules. What rules though? That, that you can't beat you your can't, forehead. Yeah, you can't. You can't st- strike someone in the face, can you? You can't touch another person's face, pretty much. There's, no, no. I mean, there's nothing in the laws to say that. The laws say that it's excessive force or brutality. Right. But there's um, no need well, for we've him seen to get it, involved. We've there. seen it happen so many he times. He scratched the guy on the face. He said it was, a oh, really, it was a really cowardly thing to do, I thought. It was such a Ronaldo thing to do, because if you had any respect for the guy, you'd have chinned him or something. I did admire what... He, he, saw, he, he put his hands up. <laughs> <laughs> his... And that is a sign of respect, ladies It's true, gentlemen. though. It's true, Mark. I know you, what you, you mean. You stand up to someone, and you were annoyed with them, and he clearly lost his temper, right? And... He want, and then what, what I mean by this is he, he wanted to do something to hurt the guy but he mm. wanted to get away with it mm. so, he went for an emotional hurt so it's the same way when Mourinho <laughs> nipped behind Villanova and poked him in the eye right? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. he thought well I'll probably get away with that <laughs> Ronaldo the got the guy, grabbed his face, just scratched down his face. Yeah. It was a cowardly thing to do, and he should have been sent off. I always liked, well, not liked, but found it quite funny what Roy Keane said when he got sent off for Manchester United away at Newcastle United. Mm. when uh, Somebody he, swung for a shearer. Yeah, but he just flicked him around the head, and he said afterwards, like some time after, he said, oh, such a waste of a sending off. You know, at least if I'm going to send off, I could have smacked him in the face or something. Yeah. He also <laughs> said, um, I never go out to hurt a player. Like, I always go out to hurt a player, but I never go out to injure a player. Mm. Mm. Fine line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very fine line. Again, that. not true. Um, <laughs> when does Hang- hurt become injury? Uh, what was his name? Holland. Holland, sorry. Yeah. Not Hangman. So basically what we've learned here is don't be racist and if you respect someone, chin them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just think there's something a lot more honest mm. about doing that than trying to scratch them so you get away with it and it, and it hurts but it's not really the same. Just if you, get, if you lose your temper and you're going to do something to someone like that, do something. That's really a, dopey yeah. move from Ronaldo. Really, really out of character for how he's been in recent seasons. Yeah, lessons in life with the football ramble there mm. in case you've never listened that to we don't upkeep ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, can be I've a hypocrite never, and still be right. To be fair, I've never hit Luke, which tells mm. you what I think of him. True, yeah. um, uh, right, we, we, we leave... Um, Man with catastrophic reserve. <laughs> we leave um, <laughs> La Liga. Uh, very briefly to Italy, the derby of Italy, we've got to give it a mention. Mm. Juventus 3 into 1. Juve power on 
um, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Um, and uh, I saw on... Uh, uh, sorry, not her. So I listened uh, to James Horncastle on the Football Weekly saying that Lazio fans marched against the selling of Hernanes. Yes. Managed to get hold he of cried, his... He cried, didn't he? He Hernanes. did cry, yeah. He was very upset. He clearly didn't want to go, but I think it was in the club's best No, Hernanes has actually come out and said he did want to go. Oh, did he? But he's... Uh, I think he was just very emotional about that okay. situation. Which is fair enough. I mean, yeah. Mourinho, when he left um, Inter, of course, he cried as well. Um, I, so I, for one, am very surprised that Hernanes is 28. Mm. I, thought, oh, I just thought he was a real prospect. I thought he was really young when no, he No, but he left Brazil when he was, what, 24, 25? Yeah, I thought he was and, like, and, younger than that. But yeah. he, he delayed the move, mm, okay. which you could say paid off because he's certainly playing um, very well, good yeah. football and he's got a big move there. Uh, but, but, but the fans managed to get hold of his mobile uh, phone number and sent oh him messages. Word. Sent him messages, no, asking him to stay. Oh. And, and bearing in mind these are Lazio fans, so you do feel the worst. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but when the deal was done, they, he got sent loads and loads of messages, over 10,000, apparently, wow. of say, saying good luck and thanks for... For your time at the club. That's a battery that killer. It's amazing. Yeah, You'd get nothing done, would you? <laughs> update <laughs> all the time. How do you find messages from your mum and stuff mm. in between that? Yeah. Yeah. Give her a different number, I suppose. <laughs> um, let's go to Hernanes's homeland of Brazil. Some uh, some some good and bad things happening in Brazil, as always. Um, we'll start place. start with the bad. A hundred supporters of Corinthians broke into a World Cup training centre to assault Corinthian players and staff. Yeah, that is awful. However, we, this we is... have just spent the last five minutes saying chinning is good, though. To be fair, Jim, <laughs> really respect those. Players. I was trying Luke to make has. a different point. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's like on this pod, Luke. You've got to be careful. Mm. I've certainly <laughs> learned that, yeah. and I'm still learning it. You could argue, um, but this is more for the quote the club president came out. Now, okay, he's not the manager, but we spoke last week of uh, the Oxford United or Oxford City player falling out a tree to, yeah. to rescue his cat, and, and just very, very football-y type quotes and cliches. Now, bear in mind, these are supporters breaking in and, and assaulting players. It's disgraceful. It's terrible, and it's worrying, and all those sorts of it's things. It's live. <laughs> <laughs> Club president Mario Gobby, aptly named, said they tried to strangle the player who scored the most important goal in our club's history. That's just not on. <laughs> if you restrict the flow of oxygen to the brain, he won't be doing it again. I love that. Like they stri- well, you just can't it makes up if he wasn't that good, it would be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like I respect this man, <laughs> and they've chinned him. Mixed messages today. Dear, oh dear. But yeah, so it was a worrying uh, uh, signs before the World Cup. Do you know who they meant when they said the most important player? I'm not quite sure. Uh, it was Guerrero who scored the winning goal in I think the World Club Cup, right? Okay. Um, which is obviously a big deal. Fair no? enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you said booing doesn't help. No. <laughs> Punching Strang- certainly doesn't. Assaulting and strangling is not... Uh... <laughs> no, it's not motivational. Yeah. Right? I it depends <laughs> on the sort of person you ask, right? but it depends if you're a carrot or a stick person. Since they hit me, I know they love me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get out there. <laughs> uh, strange one. Very strange. Um, and uh, well, let's go to something that's uh, sad but, but marvellous as well. It's Janine Ponambucano. <laughs> He's retired from the beautiful game. It's, uh, it's obviously sad, but we remember his great career. Mm. He scored more than 200 goals in his career as a midfield player. All three kicks. Every single one, the well, same a, one every time. There's a video, unstoppable knuckleball in the Matrix. Um, there's a, there's a video on YouTube showing 75 of his free kicks. I'm not sure that's all his free kicks. No, it probably isn't. <laughs> so uh, get on that. Um, but Vasco president Roberto Dinamice uh, said a nice thing. He said, "I just have to thank this um, great human being." Vasco, thank him for everything. Mm. I'd like to say that he's, he is the best free kick taker of all time. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair enough. You'd have, to, you'd have to say that, wouldn't you? He and a great player as well. He just—he wasn't just a, a great dead ball specialist. He was an excellent footballer. Mm. Oh, of course, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, remember him at Leon well. Yes, mm. a wonderful yeah, in career. Dominant 
face. Someone on, who's uh, hopefully on the ascent in his career is Rivaldo Jr., who's playing for Moggy Miram. His, uh, his father, Rivaldo, of course, owns the club. He scored on the weekend. Um, Didn't his dad keep him out of the team the week before? Well, he played, yeah. yeah. I, the young lad plays in a forward position, so hopefully we'll see um, father assist son soon enough. That'd be brilliant. That'd be great. <laughs> I thought he was called Rivaldinho, but uh, uh, the commentator I'm pretty sure was saying Rivaldo Jr. Right, OK. But uh, either or. Well, as we know, Rivaldo... Uh, has and always had a really sort of uh, voracious appetite for just playing football than he yeah. loved football so much. We're still playing it. So, yeah, exactly. So if his son's got that attitude as well, then he could be some player, you know. Yeah, yeah. damn right. Yeah. Um, now, looking at uh, Kevin Phillips' celebration, I think Rivaldo would probably need uh, Zimmer forever. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <Sooner laughs> <rather later. laughs> and then uh, to finish the main part of the show, um, Big Set Blatter. He commented on uh, the Brazilian public's uh, anti-FIFA protest. That's been going on for a long time, and it's very clear what they want and why they're doing it. I think their protests have actually been quite admirable in, in places. Well, not, not the violent ones, of course. <laughs> but Big Sep says um, it's a spontaneous movement with no purpose or reason. People just want to see um, use the World Cup to be heard. Football is like potatoes. It goes with everything. Amazing. Confusing. Man with too yeah, many carbs really on his plate. Potatoes don't go with orange juice. Yeah. I don't <laughs> For think example, do. I love how he's just. Well, do the Brazilians eat a lot of potatoes? Maybe. Set does. Yeah, I think I like how he said. <laughs> That's it's, what we've learned. It's a spontaneous movement without purpose or reason. No, it's not spontaneous, <laughs> and it has a lot of purpose and so, a lot of reason. Somebody can't read Portuguese uh, placards. <laughs> oh dear! But it goes with and everything. Isn't willing to try. And now it's time for Pete's game. <laughs> it is. Thank you very much to uh, James Elise for this uh, particular nomination and indeed clue set. Uh, this uh, game is known as uh, Dexter Blackstock Busters. <laughs> Good. Uh, I am the only footballer to appear on a stamp while still playing professionally. Stop. Sir Stanley Matthews. No. Stop. Stop. Is it Eusebio? No. I first arrived in England in 1998. Eusebio? <laughs> <laughs> playing 23 games for Crystal Palace. Stop. Attilio Lombardo. No. Stop. Stop. Thomas Brolin. No. Stop. Uh, Speroni. No. I don't know what I was doing there. <laughs> I'm already on a stamp. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to guess. Uh, hi, everyone. Yeah. Just get, get together for our new commemorative stamp collection. Um, we've got quite a special player for this particular issue. We've got a Vita. Uh, please, wind back a little curtain. Sorry, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Julian Speroni. Yeah. Obviously. It's John Walk. <laughs> yeah. um, I've made 78 appearances for my country, and I have scored one goal. That's one goal. In 2008, I made my debut for Sheffield United and got sent off after 19 minutes. Mm. <laughs> In a qualifying match for the 20, 2010 World Cup against Qatar, I was shown a straight red card while warming up as a sub. <laughs> I've got nothing. God, this is difficult. Mm. Let's go so it's, a, it's an Asian player. Mm. My current club is Guizhou Rene, I think. <laughs> That's how you <laughs> no, it doesn't. Hey, you've doesn't got it spot on. That was, just, that was just a noise. <laughs> <laughs> right. In 2002... I became the first Chinese footballer to score in the Premier League. Oh, I can't remember his name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh, dear. Oh, I made 130 appearances for Man City between 2002 and 2008. Stop. It's not Sunji High? Sunji High. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. on the bounce. Well done. That, that was not even on the bounce, was it? That was, you know, six-yard box tapping. Yeah, and what I mean that. is I got it last week as well. Yeah. And they, they, were, they were scrappy goals, but I'm taking them. <laughs> Two on the flop. <laughs> Two, Two on, on the, the scuff. On the river. <laughs> Two on, on the, the river. <laughs> and now it's time for correspondence. It is time for correspondence, you guys. Oh, yeah. How's it going over there? Mm. It is going uh, well. I'm just over here in the correspondence area. Corner. Um, 
Question of the week this week, you guys, and you can get involved as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, was what was your highlight of transfer deadline day? Everyone's thinking, why haven't they talked about transfer deadline day yet? Because we'll talk about it now. Mm. All right. Mm. So patience is a virtue. Get on with it. Um, Richard Moran comes in straight away. I like this, saying Dimitar Berbatov, having done nothing of note this season, getting the transfer we all wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Burb and Riviera equals magic. I yeah. agree. We yeah, talked about absolutely. the cake. Absolutely legend. Um, Matthew Ines says um, the one matter helicopter. Hashtag Kevin Keegan in reverse. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> matter on, on that wasn't really deadline day, but we'll give you that mm. anyway. Um, Gerard Thompson said I enjoyed Danny Murphy trying to put the head of BBC Sport on Five Live out of a job. With his exclusives. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> he kept nipping in. Yeah, they, kept, they kept going, have you got anything else? He's gone, uh, no, uh, I've, uh, I'll, I'll try my best. I'll try my best. <laughs> and then somebody got a curry, and, and, everyone's, and everyone said, do you want to leave the studio? I eat your curry. And he goes, no. <laughs> and, then, and then every person who came in the studio after that was going, that curry smells nice. And they were just talking about curry. <laughs> if, someone, if someone pulled out a curry in the middle of Jim White's live stream, he'd have kicked their heart out. Yeah. He'd, he'd been so angry, wouldn't he? Yeah. Amazing. Even the very thought of getting curry on that crisp yellow tie just yeah. wouldn't happen. Well, it is a transfer of sorts from plate to mouth. <laughs> Sky Sports News actually showed um, Jim White putting his tie on behind the scenes. It's like it's, the <laughs> it's whole thing's eating itself. so ridiculous. It's eating itself. Uh, if you didn't see that live, where can you see it now? What? The video of Jim White putting his tie. I didn't see it, that's all. Oh, footballramble.com? <laughs> OK, yeah, yeah, why not? I'll put yeah, it up there. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> Well, Charlie Tim says, Newcastle's excellent new signings, thanks to the marvellous work by the indispensable Joe Kinnear. Hashtag, that's a dig at Pete. Oh, but you, that's a dig at me. You're happy, yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy Harrow says, trending. send Ross to Valencia, hashtag, head's gone. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, Sebastian O'Driscoll says, I bought a Magnum Classic, gave the lady a £5 note, got £8.21 change. Nice. Does that mean that what a, a Magnum, Magnum that Classic is £1.79? Because presumably, presumably she thought it was a tenner. Clip around the corner was £1.80. <laughs> Sounds like a sex move. <laughs> uh, Andy McKenney on the Facebook says, uh, Wenger trying to improve the spine of his team only to get some bad news. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, <laughs> David Doughty. Osvaldo's bowler hat. Very enjoyable. David Doughty? Yeah, on, on Twitter. Do you know him? Mm, no. No, OK. <laughs> cheers, cheers for that. I just thought, you know... Yeah, worrying about people's names. Is that a name? Well, worrying about Doughty. Penulti- oh, doubting Doughty. Yeah. Penultimate right. um, entry from Andy Negus on the Facebook. The nostalgic sounds of Barry Davis's voice on Channel 4's The Jump. Oh, I didn't him. hear that. Yeah. yeah, I heard that. A combination of Barry Davis and Eddie the Eagle Edwards doing commentary. Shiver me timbers. Yeah. You never thought you'd see the day. We'll finish off with Joe Doe on Twitter who says, I watched Hellboy with a nice cheese board. Impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> I think you say Impeccum. <laughs> Almost. Wonderful. There we go. Anyone More else with any? Week. I quite liked um, Owen Coyle. Um, being on the telly. Very likeable fella. He also pronounced Yanazai's Janajaj. <laughs> <laughs> Not even try. He's heard it. He's heard it more than one occasion. What I don't get is is, is some of the pundits, especially like Carragher and Neville, that were like, well, Janazai and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. you think, okay, it's not a terrible thing to say, but you know it's Janazai. <laughs> Everybody says that, or, or certain. Uh, I, I remember Mick McCarthy once doing commentary on an England Ukraine game, I think maybe, yeah. a while ago. And he, he at the start of the, the game, it, did, it was like one minute yeah. in, he went, um, and the uh, went to the Ukrainian left back I forget who it was and he went oh well I'm not going to try and pronounce his name I'll just call him left back oh yeah wow <laughs> Mate, that, that, like, speaking is literally all you've got to do I remember really irritated by some commentator <laughs> years ago when Alan Boxic was playing for Juventus and it's Boxic 
It's yeah. in English. It's spelled boxic. Yeah. Of course, he pronounced it boxic. Who was that? I can't remember which yeah. that, oh. which channel and all that sort of boxic, stuff. Boxic, not clever. It's, yeah. not, it's not a difficult word, is it? Boxing, it clever. But no, yeah, transfer their line was. I mean, the, the, all their colour coordinated yellow and stuff. It's very strange. Like mm. they all had, the girls had yellow dresses on. It was almost like at one point you expect the way they were dressed and the way it was all. Glamour. Oh, they're, they're, she's. All, they're, they've always dressed uh, the. Horse in yellow, haven't they? Why have they done oh, that? Maybe I didn't notice it before. So, but the, it's, it's to go with the yellow ticker on the bottom, basically. Right. Is that right? But um, it, it got to the point where it was so well made. Like, Jim White had so much makeup on, it was wearing this suit, and like, it was almost like they were going to break into like a version of New York, New York or something. At the end, like, they start taking bows. It was very strange. <laughs> There's an episode of 30 Rock where uh, Liz Lemon comes in on, uh, on the leap day. Um, to discover there's this national holiday that happens on the leap day that she's just missed every year and hasn't been aware of. So they've <laughs> clearly, like, you know, they've just made it up for the show, obviously. And it looks like Sky Sports are trying to do the same thing, just to make transfer deadline day into this, and make it this thing, like yeah. holiday with its own traditions and colours and Jim White as Santa Claus. It's just bizarre. I, I genuinely think, I mean, this would never happen, but I genuinely think if transfer deadline day ever fell on like a match day, they would take transfer deadline day over the football. <laughs> they, would just, they would just go oh yeah press the red button for the football we're doing deadline day even if they had the rights for like Man City Man United or something yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, all they care about is, is transfer mm. deadline day second fiddle yeah second fiddle uh, that's the end of the show ladies and gentlemen thank you for uh, giving us your ears for such amount of time um, if you want to get in touch the email address is show at the footballramble.com the twitter is at footballramble and the website is the footballramble.com. Get over there. Yeah, don't forget uh, betfair.com forward slash footballramble. Um, have a bet on this week. Why don't you have a bet on Liverpool to beat Arsenal this week? Go uh, to the Nuge. <laughs> oh, the Nuge. Have, have a bet on Nuge to score. Last time I said that, he uh, missed a penalty, so he probably won't do that again. Uh, but yeah, betfair.com forward slash footballramble. Open an account and you get up to £50 as a matched bet. It's a good deal. Yeah, mm. Kelly's been brilliant on the uh, website uh, this week. She, she put has. up a great video of um, Annie St. Vincent uh, oh, yeah, doing, doing a rainbow flick. This oh, is that was really, very really entertaining good. in like crazy pointy shoes. Yeah. Fabulous. And, and there's uh, been some other videos as well. Pete, yes, what there about has. the um, Absolute Radio? The Absolute Radio will be bringing you a live Barclays Premier League commentary match from 3 o'clock this Saturday. Clark Carlisle and Jim Proudfoot in uh, the commentary box, the aforementioned commentary box at Stanford, Stanford Bridge. It's going to be Chelsea versus Newcastle. Mm. <laughs> I fancy a home win. <laughs> oh. I've got something to plug as well. It's that time of year again, doing my first preview, first work in progress oh, not show again. of my next show. So if you want to come down to the Slaughtered Lamb in Clerkenwell from half seven to see me read notes off a bit of paper and not understand how to use PowerPoint, uh, then then get yourself down there. It's free as well. And Beck here was on too. Sounds like the funniest thing you've done. Yeah, Good. probably will be. Just That's watching it. you trying to work a HDMI cable. Yeah. I'd, I'd pay money to watch that. Don't have one. <laughs> That's it. Um, take a bow, Pete. Okay. Take a bow, Luke. Goodbye. And take a bow, Jim. Goodbye. Goodbye from me also. You know what you've done. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.